Hello, everyone. Welcome to the best day ever. I'm Vanessa Broussard. So glad you're joining us today. Uh, we have a great guest with us, um, one that I just met, and I am so proud of her, and I'll tell you why here in just a few minutes. But as you know, I'm working with Right Side Broadcasting Network, and I used to work in my hometown for a news network there. And if you've been following my podcast, you know I got out of news to have a little baby boy. And then I got right back into news with Right Side Broadcasting Network, traveling the country, covering politics, conservative news, just any effort we can to put our boots on the ground and get out there in this wonderful country and try to get all Americans involved. And I've always been big on the younger generation because people 50 and older are not going to be around forever. And so we hear a lot of times that these people are getting involved in the conservative movement, joining local organizations, bringing their friends to the polls, and that's all great. But we can't forget about the younger generation as well. And I try to hit on that um, as much as I can because they are what's coming up and they are the future of America. And just this past January, I had the pleasure, uh, the honor of going to Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, uh, President Trump's home, and I went there for a CPAC event, and I was told then about a, a newer organization called Run Gen Z. I had never heard of Run Gen Z. I looked them up, followed them, got in contact uh, with uh, some of the people there, and then I went to CPAC in Washington, D.C. in February and really got to know some of the members with Run Gen Z. And so we've been um, talking back and forth, had phone calls with each other, and we're going to talk about Run Gen Z and their initiative here in a moment. And they actually got me in contact with State Representative Valerie McDonald from New Hampshire, and she is our guest today. Valerie, so good to see you. Hi, thank you for having me. You are very welcome. I am just honored that you're here with us. Valerie is 18 years old, and she is a state representative in New Hampshire, and this is what I'm talking about when I say our younger generation coming up really fighting for our country. At 18 years old, she's a state rep, and she's involved with Run Gen Z as well. So, Valerie, I want to say, let's talk about Run involvement and what the organization does for the younger, the younger crowd, all the younger Americans. Okay. Well, I am a member of Run Gen Z's Rising Star Program, and the initiative is to spread the conservative movement across the country in grassroots campaigns, local campaigns, state level, and really inspiring members of Generation Z or younger generation to step up and realize they do have what it takes to run for office. As well, they uh, train people, work with people who are wanting to get involved either at the local level, state level, national level. And so let's talk about that. Like, Let's talk about Run Gen Z's involvement and what they actually do for potential candidates. Yes, so there's a good peer mentoring program connecting prospective candidates with people who have won elections and have experience working on campaigns to really establish a network of like-minded individuals across the country to help each other out and to feed on the ground and you know door knocking, working as hard as we can to get more candidates elected they help you in this process of running for a state position? Actually, I 
got involved with Run Gen Z after I was elected. I hadn't heard of the program prior, but I can say that it would have been helpful to have that guiding force really from a national movement. And I'm really happy to work with the organization and spread that to the next young person and people seeking office. Absolutely. And so um, we do want to encourage everyone, if you are looking to run for office or get involved, run Gen Z. They're on Instagram. They're on social media. They have a website. Please contact them and uh, they will be happy to hear from you and give you guidance and advice on what to do. Um, they have programs like Valerie just mentioned, programs where you can um, get involved and they really train you and help you uh, get to that level. And um, they're they're behind you and backing you 100% um, Gen Z. That's, you know, the name of it, Run Gen Z. They want you to run for office, the Gen Generation Z uh, group of uh, younger adults that are coming through. And I'm really excited to see where they're here in the future. Nothing but great run Gen Z. So let's talk about you, 18 years old, a state representative. What made you decide, I want to run for office? Yes, so I started my campaign and I was in high school my senior year. I would look around at my classmates and they would say, I'm not going to register to vote. My vote doesn't count. There was a few instances where I'd be the only student standing for the Pledge of Allegiance and there really was just a lack of patriotism in our classroom. And that wasn't unique to my situation. That was across my town, across my state, even across our country. And I ran for office to really say we need to push civics education because that would increase voter turnout and really instill patriotism in our youth. You did. You ran for office. What was your campaign like? You know, 18 years old, fresh school, you're running for office. Take us through the campaign experience. Well, campaign was a lot because everything was for the first time. It's, I did not know what I was doing at first, so I started by asking for help from anyone I could, advice. Um, I was thankful to have the support of my family being very helpful. And I realized that I'll outwork my opponents, I'll do what I have to do. Um, I was door knocking every weekend, started campaigning earlier than my um, opponents as well to get more name recognition, spoke at every event I could, tried to meet everyone that I could, and it really paid off in the end. Absolutely, it did. So proud of you. So, um, you know, I followed you. I'm talk about being a teenager, and I'm really interested in what your answer is. A teenager, your first term, working with some of these veterans, Taylor Green, Matt. What is it like as a teenager working with these type of representatives and congressmen and women? Well, it's really a great experience. I'm learning so much different perspectives. I'm thankful that I'm working in New Hampshire, which is the most representative state. We have really representatives from all walks of life, reaching to the Canadian border, to the Massachusetts border. That's where I am. And I just learn so much from everyone every single day that I'm there. And it's a great opportunity. And so, you know, I want to talk about, too, what you mentioned, you know, being in high school, I hate to hear, and it saddens me to hear, you're the only student or one of the only few students standing up for the national anthem or the Pledge of Allegiance. That had to really hurt your heart to know what is going on, why is this failing, why are people not standing up for our country? 
Yes, I would say a lot of that comes from the encouragement from celebrities, um, sports players, athletes, and these people are idolized in society by especially young people. And if you see a role model, someone you look up to who takes a knee for the Pledge of Allegiance, you feel compelled to do the same thing and support for someone you look up to. So it really is a movement that needs to start from the top and reach down to encourage patriotism. And if we can't do that, then I'm gonna start at the bottom up and in my own campaign, encourage patriotism and in my own life with the people I surround myself with. And I think that's a good movement for anyone to get behind. Just encourage one person to be patriotic, to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance and let them know why they should. And all the people who fought for this country, who fought for our flag, really should be standing for the Pledge of Allegiance because we are the greatest nation in the world and, and all the veterans who have fought for our freedoms and the least that we can back to what you believe is not properly taught in schools. Where do you think there's a lack of education on letting kids know this is why we love our country, this is why you should stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, talk about what's not being taught in the classroom. Right. I do not believe that any of our teachers are intending to leave out course materials, but there has been such a focus, especially the past decade and two decades, about teaching STEM, science, technology, engineering, math, these type of courses that our humanities are left behind. So there's less of a focus on these civic courses. There's students we don't teach about the Constitution, or we have students who don't know the First Amendment grants us five freedoms. If you ask students, they say it's freedom of speech, but that's only one of five. There's so much like that. And we have people who don't know the Supreme Courses by name, and the free branches of government just seems to be core elementary level facts that, again, I don't believe are intentionally being left out, but have just been forgotten and left behind in the process of teaching something else. And don't you feel that it could be a parent's responsibility too? Because as you know, when you listen to my podcast, I have a 16-year-old looking at pictures, but when he's this age to where he can really understand, it is my job as a parent to teach him about our country. So we can't just leave it up to the teachers, right? They're only there for in a class for an hour a day or 45 minutes a day. But that core value needs to be taught as home, at home as well. My son will learn to respect all veterans. He will learn to respect the president. It walks in and he's not with your party. You still shake his hand and thank him. You respect that office. And I think Valerie, that there's just a lack uh, coming from lack of this knowledge coming from home and education coming from home on how you should uh, teach your children and also respect. Yes, I agree with you a hundred percent on that. The parents have a crucial role in their children's lives, and they need to have the opportunities to be involved in the classroom. It should be. Uh, co-discussion between teachers and parents because parents have the ultimate authority. They have the right to be involved in their children's education, which is why I'm a very strong supporter of a parent bill of rights. Um, that's a federal initiative, but there's also initiatives across many states, including in New Hampshire. 
really involved in that process, hoping we can get that passed. Explain to me exactly is let's at the federal level. What's going on in that initiative right now? Okay. So the Parent Bill of Rights is a list of rights and abilities of parents to get involved with their school board, their classrooms, their teachers. Because we've seen over the past few years in the pandemic, parents speaking up at school board meetings because you know their students were home and they saw Zoom meetings or sessions of classes and they really did not like what was being taught. And it had to be brought into the home in a visual classroom in such a situation as a pandemic to notice, hey, we don't like what's being taught in schools. We have parents being spoken and called domestic terrorists for speaking at meetings. And this would just say what parents' rights are so they know how to get involved if they want to. And also for teachers and educators to know their responsibilities in dealing with parents and working together with parents for the best possible outcome for our children and students. Absolutely, and so that's going on. Table, but there's coming up very soon. Let's talk about that. Yes. So House Bill Ten was the House version of a Parent Bill of Rights that was sponsored by the Speaker of the House. We we're really hoping to get that passed, but it would end up being tabled, so it won't pass in that form on that vehicle. But there's a Senate bill in our state Senate that's very similar in certain sections, even identical to the House version. This is um, bill, and we are trying to get this passed. Currently, next Tuesday, it would be April 18th, we will have a public hearing, and I think that's a great way for anyone to get involved. You can attend this hearing or submit testimony online. And this hearing, fortunately, will be in front of the committee that I serve on, which is our House Education Committee. And it'll be a good opportunity to learn about this bill and to have public input from all residents of New Hampshire. Again, different walks of life, different perspectives, and really making sure that I and my fellow representatives represent our people from hearing directly about them on this bill. Well, we will be following you next Tuesday and watching closely and we can be the next step of children uh, in the classroom but again you know I can't emphasize enough I've talked about it before on my podcast I've talked about it on RSBN parents 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 we can't blame the teachers we have to get involved as well uh, mama bear fight for your kids you know papa bear fight for your kids and, and fight for our country and let them know you know this this is not just um, what we see on TV or what a celebrity may be doing talk about that too while we're talking about it Valerie Parents need to watch what their children are doing on social media, who they're following. It is very important to say, you know what, you may like their role model. Are they a good role model? So if they're not, this is not someone who you need to. Yes, I don't believe that social media is inherently bad but it is marketed at children, really, in a way that can be harmful. Like I said, there's celebrity influence, really, who all these role models. But also what comes into is these user agreements on the apps themselves. You could view these as a contract, and then there's a question if we have 
children as young as 13 can sign into these agreements, download these apps. And we know that there are children even younger than that who lie about their age online just to get access to these apps. So it really is a role of a family discussion to talk about what's going on because social media could be used in a way as a valuable marketing tool for career development, for socializing. There is a value to that. And I don't believe there's an inherently bad thing of social media, but there is some compelling pressure from certain celebrities and the apps themselves that could be harmful to our students and to our children, really my generation especially. You know, and, and talking about that too, and, and I'm a fan of some of these celebrities who, in my mind, I'm thinking about as we talk about this, but I see them, I don't even want to say happy, it's less than happy. I'm through Instagram, and I see these celebrities post these pictures, and, you know, or a, a friend who's on social media who's post something with some short shorts on my midriff hanging out and that's not okay I feel like you know like you mentioned social media is a great marketing tool a great way to connect with friends but we have to make sure when it comes to our children they're not being sexualized right I mean correct let's go let's talk I would say that a lot of our young girls especially, but I believe in young boys as well, they're being sexualized by these apps. They're encouraged to maybe post some promiscuous photos, sometimes clothed, unclothed. Um, this really is fueled by our porn industry, honestly. We're realizing students that think they can live a full life as an influencer because there are some people who break the mold and can post pictures of their lifestyle online and they get endorsements from companies, brand deals, and they have found a niche and are successful in that. But that shouldn't be a rely upon path for everyone, especially when it's a sexual promiscuity to get there. And there's no guarantee of a successful career or any wealth development from this. And it shouldn't be at the risk of the safety and sexual um, nature of our young people and minors in this case entering these user agreements legally as young as 14, but even younger we've seen as well. So very important for our parents to um, monitor their child's social media, uh, make sure they're not a predator could be watching. Like you mentioned, the porn industry, we have are actually online looking for who they can target. Their parent is very scary, Valerie. Very scary time to grow up in. Encourage anyone to know who is contacting your children and who they are contacting. Sometimes you really don't know who's looking at photos online. Encourage all parents to get involved as well. Watch your children and what they're influential people, not to live a life that we want to live. So um, we talked about that. I do want to talk about, um, I've hit on this before in my podcast, because I'm out back 
being so young and uh, involved in, in your state and also at the national level, for the everyday person who sits at home, and I talk to people all over the country, Valerie, when I'm on assignment, involved. They want to help out. They're tired of seeing where our country's headed and what's happening in our nation, and they want our nation to get back to where it used to be, but they I try to tell people, you might realize that you're not doing much, but you're going to make a powerful impact if you just get an organization, and then the next time you go, like, to a meeting, the next time bring a friend. The next time bring that friend and a family member. And so then, before you know it, you have a whole little community coming together to really fight for what's better. Let's talk about how people can get involved, and it really is an easy process. Exactly. I think the perfect word you just use is community. It's really establishing a sense of community within your local community is really the way to start. If you want to change the federal government, you have to start local, state level, county level government. How I got started at 16 years old, I attended my town Salem GOP meeting and I learned quite a bit from the people there about politics and how government functions and how to get involved. Then after that, you can write op-eds, letters to the editor, get involved by that. You can, like you said, contact a friend, ask them to get involved. Really, getting involved is the key word. If you have to take notes on anything, I would say that. Any way that you can contact other candidates for office, you can ask to help on their campaign. Everyone's always looking for a volunteer. Just say, how can I help you? I like your idea, your mission, and the positive influence you're making in the world. And learn from that. Maybe from that experience, go and have your own campaign. Gather a group of people to talk about what's going on in your area. More discussions just greater your influence. You, like I said, get involved in the community. Absolutely. And I like how you mentioned that. Um, get involved with the local campaign. Because they are always looking for volunteers, whether it's blog sitting at a booth at a local fair, handing out, you know, cards, save the dates on when to vote. But yes, you can get involved in so many ways, but the key is um, just if you're busy, if you are a parent, if you're not a parent and you work a lot, you have a full-time job and you have other things going on, if you designate an hour every two weeks, that's um, the, these um, volunteers are Get involved in your local community because if we don't do it, we're at a time we want this country to save. That for you, you know, you're 18. You got started when you were 16. Even more going. So proud of you. Five years. Oh well, thank you. Um, in terms of future jobs, you said the next five years. I am still undecided. I do like what I'm doing now in New Hampshire's State House. I'd like to stick with that a little bit longer. Um, I enjoy the experience. I'm learning quite a bit. Um, simultaneously, I'm a college student. I'm studying political science. Not sure where that could take me. Um, I mentioned a minute ago writing letters to the editor. I enjoy writing myself some journalism op-eds. I would love to really work on a federal campaign. I have not had the opportunity to do that yet or maybe a congressional candidate as a campaign manager, or really a speech writer. I think I found my niche in giving speeches. Very good. I love that. So I'm um, proud of you, so happy for you, and uh, we're going to be following you for a long time. You have a whole career ahead of you, and we can't wait to see Follow you on social media. I know you have a website. Tell us how we can do so.
Right, definitely. My website is mcdonaldforsalem.com. And on social media, you can find me with my name, Valerie McDonald. That's Instagram and on Facebook. And that's how you can contact me. All right, sounds good. Thank you so much for being here. And again, we're going to be following Tuesday uh, to make sure that everything runs smoothly. Parents, get involved. If you can uh, attend that town meeting, please do so. Um, we have uh, our children, our risk here, and we want to make sure what they're learning at school uh, supports um, our, our country, what fathers want country, our constitution, and uh, we just want to make sure they're reading and writing uh, everything they're supposed to be doing at such a young age, and we don't want to warp their small minds with what uh, some people are wanting to put in our schools. So in order for that not to happen, parents, if you can, make sure you attend that town hall meeting, and uh, that's another way you can get involved to help save our children. Representative Valerie McDonald of New Hampshire, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll be in contact soon and, and following your journey. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Great to see you. Thank you. Great to see you too. And that'll do it for us here on The Best Day Ever. Again, I'm Vanessa Broussard. If you would like to uh, follow me, please do, to, do so on all social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Truth Social. Uh, you name it, I'm there. I also have a website, VanessaBroussard.com. We also want to thank Southeast Texas Cajun Express for allowing us to use uh, their studio. Uh, it's a pleasure being here. They work hard to make sure we get our podcast out to you. And so we want to thank them. You can follow them online. They always have wonderful music playing. And then also they have an app. So you can download that app as well. That'll do it for us. And we'll see you right back here next week.